ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to Seize the Good, the positive podcast with passionate people. I'm Stephanie, and today we're back after a holiday break and an incredible episode with Adam Morris, host and producer of People Helping People podcast. You might recognize Adam from our episode about wild tiger teas, which Adam employs homeless youth to screen print t-shirts. Adam is honestly one of my favorite people, and today he talks about why he's so passionate about lifting up social issues and how he uses his talents to share ideas to inspire greater social change in the world. Then, check out the Dugator Report with a story on Linda and how she supports children in Uganda. Okay, Adam, thanks for being on Seize the Good today. Yeah, again, <laughs> super pumped. Um, so, people helping people is pretty descriptive in the name itself. Um, but can you give me a quick overview of of what you would say it is? Or if someone asked you what people helping people is about, what would you say? Yeah, it's really about sharing ideas to inspire social change. Uh, especially in the business world. Um, I'm very passionate about social entrepreneurship. And what I found is like, there's a lot of really cool things going on. And the more that we share these ideas, it helps others, you know, find their inspiration or find new ideas of what they can do to make an impact. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. This is exactly like <laughs> where we vibe. Yeah, I love, I love, love this season good because it's like right on that same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, the exact same. I love it. Um, so where's your heart in this? You kind of answered that when you said like you care about social entrepreneurship. Um, but why, why do you care about social impact? And why do you care about people helping people? Like, tell me about your emotions behind this and, and why you care so much. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it goes back, uh, over 10 years. Uh, I was working in, um, finance IT in a bank in London and I didn't really, I hated it. Um, I didn't like where I was <laughs> and I wanted to do something that was making more of an impact. Um, and it just, it kind of was in the back of my head as an idea for a long time. And I, I could never figure out what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something, but I couldn't figure out what. So finally it was, uh, 2017 and I decided, Hey, I can't figure this out. Just sitting in my room, staring at my ceiling. I know there's a lot of cool stuff happening in Columbus. Let's go figure out what people are actually doing. Um, and I'd never recorded a podcast before. I just kind of took it out. I think I, you know, recorded my dad and I recorded some people that I knew right off the bat. And then I started getting more into some of the cool social entrepreneurship and social impact stuff going on here. <laughs> I love that. I am, um, <laughs> when I decided I wanted to start CISA again too, I also interviewed my dad. <laughs> um, I knew I wanted to focus on social business and nonprofits and like institutional changes. And so and um, I wanted to practice, but I didn't want to practice on anyone important. So I interviewed my dad. <laughs> Your dad is very important. <laughs> that's that's true. I'm gonna sorry, dad. <laughs> um, but so he made up all these fake companies for uh, me to interview him. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and we had one, my favorite one, and I still have the recording um, uh, about like um, like a Jurassic Park kind of situation where we brought dinosaurs back to life and dinosaurs would do 
made this recycling business. So dinosaurs would take like your old cans and bottles and (laughs) recycle them. And it was so ridiculous, and I couldn't stop laughing the entire time. So it wasn't great practice. But anyway, that's a side note about me interviewing my dad when I started. <laughs> it's a great place to start. Family <laughs> is so supportive. That yes. makes such a difference. I love it. Um, so there are lots of ways that content can be created and that social good can be shared. Um through podcasts or YouTube videos or um, like a website or a blog or a newsletter. Um, and why why a podcast? Why do you feel like your skills align with audio engineering? Why? They didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I had uh, I tried writing a, a travel blog and I realized that was also very introspective. Like it came from me. Um, I wanted to get out and actually talk to people. Um, and I thought a podcast was a great excuse to 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 talk to people. It was like, hey, you know, I, th- these are people that I'm like, I want to hear what you're doing. And I'm like, if I want to hear about it, maybe I can share it with others. I knew nothing about audio recording. I'm, I'm technical by nature, so I was like, okay, maybe I can figure this out. Um, but I just... It came from that space of like, hey, there's cool ideas I want to discover for myself. Um, if I can share them and magnify that, that's even better. And that's kind of where that came from. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Um, so what's meaningful to you about sharing stories of people helping people? So this question is kind of along the same lines of all the other questions that I've asked you. Um, but specifically... Why why did you choose like sharing content um, as your method of, of helping the world? So obviously yeah. as a quick side note, so obviously like wild tiger cheese is is also your way of helping the world. Um, but people helping people was first. So why is sharing stories meaningful to you? Yeah, I, you know, I think you know, Wild Tiger Tees is a t-shirt screen printing company. That for me is very much hands-on. I'm going in working with youth who are experiencing homelessness. Um, I learn a lot that I love that. For the podcast, there is something about connecting people and and sharing ideas, right? I moved to Columbus um, in 2013. I didn't know anyone here. I didn't go to OSU, and I, you know, so I didn't I didn't have that circle in Columbus of here's how things work. So I was lost, and you know, I, I really didn't know how to connect with the community. So for me, starting to talk to people, um, you know, they they would say, "Hey, you should talk to this person. You should go over and and you know talk to Emily Savers over at the Columbus Foundation." And I went over, spoke with her, and she was like, "Hey, you know, you should have, you know, these people on the podcast here. Can you know, can I put you in, in touch with them?" And just that willingness of people to make time and and share, but also connect me with other people. It's just I love that part of a community which is looking out after each other. Um, you know, and, and that just, that is really cool. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Um, so I know this is kind of like asking if you have a favorite child, but do you have a favorite episode or a couple of favorite episodes? I do. I have two that, um, I really love. Uh, One is I interviewed Ann Bishop from the star house on the podcast. Um, and she was at the time talking about starting a work program, um, you know, at the Star House. And that led to the idea that I took the Give Back Hack to start Wild Tiger Tees. So for me, that, you know, 
that brought a lot to me. Um, but my absolute favorite podcast was April Thacker. Um, April is the case manager over at Freedom a la Carte, which is a social enterprise employing women who've been victims of human trafficking. Um, and April showed her own, shared her own story of, of trafficking. Uh, and for me, it was just really, one, it was really difficult to listen to, but it's like, it, it gave me such a context for understanding human trafficking as it exists here in Columbus, Ohio, and the magnitude of it. Um, and I think by far that's been the most vivid story that you know I I've really had the honor of, of sharing. And um, I love April Thacker. She continues to grow and do a lot of work and really helping a lot of people who've been victims find their way out um, of human trafficking. So. Yeah, it's crazy. You don't think about human trafficking as a big deal in central Ohio, but it is. It's yeah. so crazy. And it's hard to talk about. It's not like something you bring up at a, a party and be like, yeah, you know, there's a huge problem of human trafficking over here in Columbus. <laughs> I, and <laughs> I have no boundaries. <laughs> so, but, you know, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, making it so that we can talk about it and so that it, the stigma is gone. I love that. Yes. Is that is that one of the goals of people helping people is that stigma? Yeah. I think the more that we talk about these social issues and realize that, hey, we're actually all struggling with a lot of different things, whether it's, you know, incarceration, uh, homelessness, human trafficking, um, you know, there's a lot around, um, there's just a huge migrant population here in Columbus, a lot going on with that. Um, so th when we talk about it and share it, it's like people realize, hey, this is happening. That understanding changes people's behavior and um, leads to change. Yeah, I love that. And especially um, when you look at it in a positive light, which is what I'm trying to do with Seize the Good, it's like, okay, there's this really big looming problem of human trafficking that's affecting people in horrible ways. Um, but here's something that people are doing about it, and here's how you can get involved. And I love that. Yeah, no, and it's, you know, it's you look at the statistics and it, they they're they're scary. Of like, here's what the magnitude of the problem is. Um, there's a group in town called She Is a Name. Uh, they started in the Veritas Church, running a community program just to educate people, um, and they do this three day workshop. But on the third day, they bring in people from all around the city that are working on human trafficking. And so you hear about the catch court, what's going on in the legal system. You hear about all the homes where people can go. You hear about all these social enterprises like 11th Candle and, you know, the Roosevelt Coffee House and Freedom a la Carte that are, are helping, you know, to tackle this. And it, it kind of lifts you up a bit just saying, yeah, there is a lot, but there's also a way for people in the community to learn about it and get involved, which that to me is really cool. Yeah, see, me too. Like, I love, like, okay, here's the problem, and here's a very clear call to action that yeah. if you, if this, um, you know, speaks to your heart and you want to do something about it, like, here are people that are doing <laughs> it. Here's how you can help. Yeah. Which I well, love. I think that, you know, that's a big thing is like, if you can make it easy for people, yeah, then they'll do it. You know, this is one of the reasons I like Point. Point's, you know, a great volunteering app. You know, it's like, it's really easy to use. And it just, it's like, it makes sense. If you can turn it on and, and plug it in, then 
that's, you know, that changes people if it's right there and it's like, here's what I can do. Oh, yes, great. If you don't know what you can do, then it's you talk about it, but you never do anything. So make it easy for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, quick plug, go to pointapp.org <laughs> and download the app. Easiest way to volunteer ever. <laughs> um, so this is kind of, this question is, I might have the same answer as everything else that we've been talking about this whole time, but what are your goals for people helping people? Do you have um, a dream guest or do you have like a certain number of episodes that you want to hit or um, do you have like a specific goal that you think about when you're recording? Yeah. Um, I would love to have Joe DeLoss on my podcast at some point from hot chicken takeover. They're extremely busy at the moment cause they are just growing like crazy. Um, but I love their model of, of, you know, giving people who've been incarcerated, uh, not just jobs, but the support that they need to get back on their feet. Like that kind of support is super important. So that, that's a dream I have. Um, in general, I, you know, the goal with the podcast is to start building a community around it to really help people figure out how they can get connected, start their own things and get the support they need to be successful. Yeah, for real. Um, and what about the social good blueprint, your newsletter? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the social good, um, Blueprint, it started this year just as a way to start sharing more ideas. Um, I read a lot of news and social entrepreneurship. I come across cool articles and I said, hey, that'd be really cool, you know, just to share this on a weekly basis. So I'm just kind of writing up little blurbs about the things that are going on that I'm coming across so that other people can have access to them. Um, that way I can share a lot more ideas than just what comes across on the podcast. Yeah. So obviously if you're listening to this, you are a podcast person, but if you know someone who's not a podcast person, um, and who might be interested in learning a little bit more about social good, um, then they can sign up for the newsletter at peoplehelpingpeople.world, right? That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um, so this is also a question that I didn't um, write down beforehand. So if you need a minute to think, <laughs> that's fine. Um, how do you choose your guests or how do you choose what goes in the social blueprint letter? I know you said you get like a lot of referrals from other people and it's very community based. And if anyone has any ideas, reach out to me. Let me know. I love I love it when people come up, up to me and say, hey, I've got a great idea. Um so ideas, you know, a lot of it is uh, about social entrepreneurship on the podcast or about social issues, right? So, you know, are you tackling a social issue in a new way? Um, it's been very heavily based here in Columbus, but I'm starting to reach out more globally um, because there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the world. And I want to share two ways. Like, you know, Columbus is an awesome uh, place for social entrepreneurship right now, but things are going on with really cool ideas in other places. And I think more we get that cross collaboration going, the more magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. We're in the internet age where we can find out about, you know, something that's happening in Kenya, like super easily, um, or San Francisco, like at the brilliance inside episode, which was very cool. Um, and I love that. And a lot of times people get really negative about, all of the news, like, oh my God, this really terrible thing happened across the world, um, which is, I'm definitely not saying that's not important to know about. Like, I'm very news and 
globally um, conscious, but it's also really cool that we can see like, oh my God, this really amazing thing is happening in Belgium. Um, and we can connect and share ideas and share stories. Totally, yeah. It's very cool. Um, is there anything you want to say but I didn't ask? Well, I would just like to highlight, if you're doing something cool, reach out to me. I'd love to know. Um, especially if you have something coming up uh, that's an event around anything that's making a social impact, let me know so I can spread the word. Adam at peoplehelpingpeople.org. World. That's it. Woo! Okay, Adam, thank you so much cool. for being on Seize the Good. Again, super excited. Um, oh, it was a great time. Great. Thank you so much. It's awesome what you're doing. I love it. <laughs> Woo! Okay, Christian. Hey, Jamie. Hello. Super excited for this week's Do Gooder Report. Tell me what Do Gooder is. Do Gooder is a print, social, and digital digest designed to inspire and recognize those doing good in our communities. Amazing. And you have a segment called Great Citizen. So tell me about a tell me about a great citizen. Oh my gosh. Linda McKenna is truly an angel here on this earth. Um, Linda grew up watching her parents very closely, and her parents uh, adopted, or not adopted, sponsored um, children in East Central Africa for years and years and years, just like you see on the commercials on TV. Um, and when they passed away, Linda decided she would take over the sponsorship of those kids as well as sponsoring her own. Um, so she sponsored Joy, um, and Joy is a child in Uganda. Linda continued this and was inspiring so many of her friends and family with what she was doing that people were just constantly giving her money so she could sponsor more and more children in Uganda. And she decided it was time to, to make it official. And so she created um, an official nonprofit called A Child Lives. And basically what they do is they provide funds uh, through this organization, and they help kids in Uganda um, with schooling and food and clothing and all of those necessities they need to live. That's amazing. Uh, so many stories of people doing good and like running nonprofits. It didn't start out like, I want to start a nonprofit. Right, it was right. like, I, I want to do something good. She just wanted to help. Um, and this isn't her full-time job. She has a full-time job um, here in Columbus. And um, she, every single penny that she brings in through A Child Lives goes directly to those families in Uganda. It's amazing. She keeps nothing. Um, she goes to visit every year and she pays for her trip entirely herself. It does not come out of the A Child Lives funds. Um she has since had a school uh, and whole campus named after her in Uganda. Oh, my God. Yes, it's wow. called the Linda Good Samaritan Nursery and Primary School. Oh, I love it. Is that amazing? Yes. Yes, it's, um, it's, it's truly special what she's done. So the very first time she went, she um, was in a village about five hours away and Joy came to see her. Well, it's a little difficult, right? Because it's a five-hour bus ride, and Joy's young. And so the following year, she decided that she would make the trip to Joy. So instead of Joy having to come to her. So she went to the village um, that she was supporting directly. 
And she obviously was, you know, had brought things that she had collected throughout the year in addition to all the funds that they had raised. And as she was leaving, the the villagers said, we have a gift for you. And she said, you know, no, I can't accept a gift. There's no. And but they were they were insistent upon it. And it was very important that they gave her this gift. And so she walks over and there stands a goat. A, a goat? A goat. And it was Linda's, it was Linda's goat. So she loaded up the goat on her <laughs> bus um, and drove, well, it rode the five-hour bus ride back to the village that she was staying in Did she with her it? goat. Um, no, I think the goat ended up staying in, in Uganda. Um, that makes sense. You yes. can't really bring a right. goat on a transatlantic No, no but um, she ended up having to pay the bus fare for the goat as well as for herself. <laughs> uh, but this woman is just truly the epitome of what a do-gooder is. She thinks about everybody else first, and she has continued to build up this program, uh, A Child Lives, and she just wants to help these families. And, you know, when you hear her talk about the village, she will tell you it's it's very difficult to see. Um, and so we did a story on Linda and um, in in our first uh, fall issue of the Do Gooder magazine, and you can see pictures um, of her and her goat and all of the kids that she's there to support. And it's just, it's a beautiful story. I love it. Wow. Linda is truly a great citizen. You can find the uh, link to the full article to learn more about Linda and see pictures of her goat in the show notes um, and all the links from the uh, earlier interview. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you next week. 